Now, making mountains out of molehills, nagging or nitpicking over inconsequential matters is a grave danger that we must avoid. Proverbs 17 and verse 9 tells us that. Look at it. Think about it. But at the same time, refusing to be honest with yourself and others about important issues is very serious and can do great damage to families. I've seen situations in which people have denied, minimized, excused, and justified difficulties in their communication, in family relationships. They've done that for years. And burying true feelings, they would say, what he or she does doesn't really bother me. It's no big deal. It's such a little thing. In general, we have a great relationship. It's just that. And finally, they reach their limit and assert that they could not or would not take it any longer. Out of frustration, hurt, and despair, they would often do something unbiblical or unconstructed. Not knowing what else to do, they would decide they were not going to take it anymore. And they either throw out an ultimatum or they throw in the towel and quit. Until then, they may have thought that they were withholding truth to keep peace in the family. Instead, their refusal to deal with the issues is in an appropriate, open and honest and godly and biblical way. It gave the devil a foothold in their home. That's what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 27 warns us against. We'll talk about more about that in future podcasts. In Proverbs chapter 26, we're told of a person who deceives with his lips by fervently declaring his admiration and appreciation for something or someone while his internal attitude is quite the opposite. That's Proverbs chapter 26, verses 23 through 28. Please read it and think about what it says. Scripture says that this man's words are like an earthen vessel overlaid with, load, laid with silver dross. In other words, like a clay pot thinly covered with silver glaze. At first, his speech may sound good and convincing. Eventually, the thin coat of silver wears off and his real attitudes and feelings surface. Well, Scripture makes it clear that this man thinks his refusal to acknowledge the truth will avert pain and do a lot of good. In reality, the Bible indicates that his behavior produces hurtful consequences. He crushes and ruins others. He gets caught and trapped, as you find in Proverbs 26, verse 3 and verse 27. And then also a lack of honesty is finally exposed in verse 26, the second part of the verse. And then finally, verse 25 
indicates that others lose confidence in him. They stop really trusting what he's saying. What he has done is an expression of hatred and wickedness instead of something that is really good for relationships. That's found in verse 24, verse 26, and verse 28. Let me ask you, how would you answer the following questions? One, do I speak the truth to other family members or am I deceitful? Withholding truth that is important for our spiritual growth and for the mutual growth of our relationship. Am I as open, honest, and transparent as God would have me to be? Good question. Am I as open, honest, and transparent as God would have me be? Or am I withholding from others things that would help in our relationship? Am I holding others at arm's length? And do I allow others to really get to know me or do I present a false picture of who and what I am? So telling the truth in the right way may hurt, but refusing to do so will eventually hurt a lot more. Right now, commit yourself to the kind of openness and honesty that God requires for building your family God's way. And then before I close this podcast, I want to give you some application assignments. You might want to stop after I give each one of them, think about it, talk about it, but then put them into practice. I would ask you to use these assignments individually and then discuss your answers with your spouse, or with your family. Here's the first assignment. Reflect on the teaching of this chapter. Go back over the teaching and then answer these questions. Why is open and honest communication with God and other family members sometimes so difficult? Why is it difficult for you to be open and honest? And then question two. What was meant by the statement that disclosing the truth may be like having an operation? It hurts like everything when you have the operation. I had some serious operations on my face recently because there was cancer there. I didn't want to have those operations because I was afraid of the hurt that might be there. But I realized that if I didn't have those operations, the consequences would be more devastating than the hurt that the operation might cause. So sometimes it's that way with communication too. It may be hurtful to us to do it. It may even be temporarily hurtful But we need to be careful. We do it in the right way. Speak the truth in love and use biblical principles of communication. But think about what the harm will come if you don't open communication. Your, Your relationship will stay on a superficial level. 
Think about what First John says in chapter 1. Read over that chapter again. Think about it. I talked about it in a previous podcast. But what does John say is a prerequisite for true fellowship? He says we need to walk in the light. And think about what we said it means to walk in the light in terms of communication. And then think about what we mentioned about game playing, why people play games, and the harm that it does as far as having a deep relationship. And then think of any illustrations of game playing from your own life or from your observation of other people. How have you seen other people play games in this area? And then discuss and answer the question, why is game playing a hindrance to family relationships? We discussed that in a previous podcast. And so reflect on what was stated then and add your own observations. And then another question. What may be happening when someone says, my spouse isn't the person I married? Consider what we said about the truthfulness of that statement and why that sometimes seems to be a reality. And then answer these questions. How much of yourself do you share with other family members? Now, you need to do it in terms of the the principles of effective biblical communication, but it still needs to be done. What are your reasons for not sharing what you have been withholding? And then, what types of things do you keep from other family members? Think about that. What is it that you keep from other family members? And then, are your reasons for not sharing really valid biblically and before God? And then answer the question, would your relationships be better if you were more open and you did it in a biblical way? And then, Consider the question, what are the different levels of communication that are mentioned in this chapter? Do you know what they are? Does much of your communication consist of level one, good morning, hello, sharing just cliches like that, or level two, where you share on a wider basis what's going on in your life and what's happening? Level three and level four, where you learn to biblically express the truth and communicate what you're really feeling or what you're really thinking in a positive and constructive way. And then talk about, think about, why do some people refrain from openly sharing their thoughts and feelings? Not only why do you do that, that's the first question, but then think about why others, do you make it safe? for others to express their feelings to you? Or do you just put them down and say, you shouldn't feel that way? And then what guidelines for developing communication skills were given in this particular podcast? Can you add any other helpful suggestions about how you may develop fuller, more honest, more deep communications in your family? And then what caution did this chapter propose for being honest and open? We've 
usually said that open and honest in a particular way. The word was biblical. The word was a godly way, in a very constructive way. And then talk about how does withholding truth give the devil an opportunity to hurt the family? That's what Ephesians chapter 4 verse 28 says happens when you are not open and honest. What hurts more than telling the truth? And then that's what we talked about in this podcast. Answer the question, do you agree? If so, why do you agree? Or if so, why do you not agree? And then another question for discussion. Do you know of examples, either biblical or extra-biblical, outside of the Bible, that illustrate the damage that can be caused by not speaking the truth? Now, select several of the following passages that I'm going to mention and study all of them and note what they say about the importance of truthfulness or openness and honesty. Some of these passages offer good examples to be followed and others bad examples to be avoided. Describe the results produced by speaking or withholding the truth. Well, here are some of these examples. Look at Psalm 51, where David is open and honest with God and with others about his sinfulness. The psalm begins that it was written for the choir director, and so this was a psalm that was to be sung when the people of God met, and he was confessing his feelings and his sin, not just to God, he did that in the psalm, and that's certainly where you start, but he did it to the appropriate others as well. He acknowledges that he's sinful, that God is just in attributing guilt to him. He acknowledges that he's not been truthful with God. He says that he needs to be purified, indicating that he realized he was not pure. He indicates that he's lost his joy and gladness. He's been open and honest. And that he needs a clean heart, indicating that he knows and acknowledges that he didn't have a clean heart. He acknowledges that he's guilty of certain things. And he confesses all of this to himself, to God, and to others. As I said, it's evidenced by the fact that what we're reading here in Psalm 51 today is David's confession of sin. And the Psalms were the hymn book of the Old Testament So apparently this psalm was sung by others who knew David. He wasn't hiding or pretending. As a result, David was forgiven and given an opportunity to instruct and warn others as he does in Psalm 51. I'd also encourage you to look at Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 13, where you have the case of Cain. Cain didn't speak the truth about his knowledge of where his brother was. He tried to hide from God 
But God wasn't fooled. He charged Cain, that is God does, with the crime and pronounced sentence on him so God knew. Cain's evasive tactic simply landed him into more trouble and compounded his guilt. Look up Song of Solomon, chapter 1, verses 12 through 16, and notice what they have to say about expressing ourselves to others. And pause and go to Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 14, and Song of Solomon, chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. Note how Solomon expresses his feelings there. And in this case, it was to his bride. He's being open, he's being honest. Pause and think about what he did and ask yourself, do you express your positive feelings toward the other person in a similar way? And then look up the Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verses 4 through 6 and verse 8. And notice how Solomon is open and honest in the expression of his feelings and thoughts. Ask yourself, both of you, all of you, are you as honest as Solomon was? Look up Song of Solomon, chapter 5, verses 10 through 16. And again, go through the same procedure of identifying how he is expressing his feelings, his thoughts. Then go to Genesis chapter 12, verses 10 through 20, where you have the case of Abraham. And then Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 17. Notice the feelings that were expressed, how they were expressed, whether openly or whether they were hidden, and what do you learn from that particular passage about being open and honest. And then Genesis chapter 26, verses 1 through 17, go through the same process again, identify the feelings, identify the openness or the lack thereof. And then go to Genesis chapter 27, verses 1 through 44. That's a long passage, so it'll take some time for you to do that. You might want to do that on your own. Each of you do that and then come back and discuss how you've identified in that passage about openly expressing your feelings or not doing that. And then Genesis chapter 32, verses 1 through 4, and Genesis 32, verses 19 through 25. Pause and look at those passages for openness or lack thereof. And then go to 1 Samuel chapter 12, verses 1 through 5, and see what you can learn about the importance of openness or lack thereof in communication. And then you might want to look at Psalm 42 and Psalm 43 and Psalm 77. And then look at the example of openness that you have of the Apostle Paul in Romans chapter 7. I mean, we're still reading about the Apostle Paul and his feelings and his failures 
And he's telling about us about them in Romans 7, 14 through 25. 1 Timothy 1, 15, he does the same thing there. Or look at 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verses 1 through 5, about openness or lack thereof. See what you can learn from that example of Paul in that particular situation. Well, there are many other passages that I could point you toward about openness of communication, but and the appropriate way of expressing your feelings, your thoughts. I'll just mention uh, one other, and that is in Matthew chapter 26, verses 36 through 41. Well, select some of those verses. Study them on your own, or bring them back together and study them together, but those passages have something to say about being honest and truthful. Proverbs 12 and verse 19 is a verse that might be memorized. It says, Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue lasts only for a moment. Truthful lips endure forever, but a lying tongue, tongue lasts only for a moment. Over the long haul, being honest will pay good rewards. The respect and confidence that people have in you will continue to build. Now, that's when you express your feelings and thoughts in an appropriate and biblical way, which we've discussed in this book and which we'll continue to discuss as we go on. It's important to express your feelings and your thoughts appropriately at the right time and in the right amount. And sooner or later, probably sooner, if you don't do that, it's going to affect your family relationships and you will be found out and you and your family relationships will suffer for it. Look at what the following verses have to say about this. Proverbs 14, verse 25. Proverbs 14, verse 25. Proverbs chapter 19 and verse 1. Very important verse about what happens when you are not open and honest with one another. Proverbs 23, verse 23. Proverbs chapter 24, verses 23 through 26. I'm pausing so you have time to look that verse up or write it down. Proverbs chapter 27, verses 5 and 6. Pause so you can look it up or write it down and then look, look at it later. Proverbs 28, verse 13. Pause again so you can write it down and look it up later. Psalm 32, verses 2 through 5. Very important passage describing the results of not being open and honest. He said uh, that he had kept silent about certain things, and the result was destruction, harmful. Psalm 51 and verse 6. Write it down, look it up now or later. 
Psalm 62 and verse 8, and then especially 1 John chapter 1, verses 7 through 10. Pause to write it down and look it up. And then 1 John chapter 3, verse 18, and James chapter 5 and verse 16. Very important verse. And then Paul's example in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And again, Paul's example, I'm sorry, that was 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 11 through 13. And then, 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 3 through 6. Write it down, look it up now. Talk about it now. Pause the podcast if you want, or do that later and then come back together to talk about it. Discuss with your mate how your family is doing or about being open and honest. Think about it. How are you doing in terms of being open and honest? Your answers will likely show several ways in which family communication either has been doing well or can be improved. So, it's so important to be open and honest, but it's important to do it in a biblical way, in a constructive way, rather than a destructive way. Answer these questions. Our family communication is, throw that out to the family and and ask for their response. Get them talking about it. Our family communication is excellent, couldn't be better, or good, but could stand some improvement in these ways. Talk about how it's good and how it could be improved. Or our family communication is fair and in need of considerable improvement. And then talk about, think about how it could be improved. And then is our family communication poor and doesn't just need some improvement, considerable improvement, it needs much improvement. And then discuss how your family relationships need to be improved. Does anyone in the family desire to be more open and honest with others? Do you as parents want to be more open and honest with your children? Do the children want to be more open and honest with you? Are there members of the family who keep you at a distance because they won't open up? They won't disclose themselves to other family members. We'll talk about that and ask why that's done. Think about how you can encourage one another to be more open and honest in your communication with one another. Oh, may God bless this podcast. In fact, all of the podcasts, but especially these two, to help you to be more open and honest, appropriately biblical in the way you're open and honest, that will be of tremendous benefit to your family relationships 
and your growth in Christ. 